Hello and welcome back to another episode of Listen to Less. Guys, I have to be honest with you. I'm not in a great headspace today because I get my wisdom teeth out tomorrow and I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, By the time I'm recording this on Wednesday, you're going to hear this on Friday. So by the time you hear this, I will be like 24 hours post-op. But man, I'm not looking forward to this. I... I'm not great with medical procedures. I don't like surgeries. I don't like, I just don't like medical offices. Like it's fluorescent lighting. Everyone's staring at you. Like it's just not a comfy environment. Like I am not even worried about the recovery. I just, I don't, I'm not even necessarily worried about the procedure. Like everyone does this. I've had one removed before. So this is my second time going in from wisdom teeth removal but this time I'm getting the other three removed. And so I've like, I've gone through it before. I just want to get past the procedure part and get to where I'm laying on my bed or passed out because I'm tired from being put under, you know? And I'm like on pain meds. I, oh, I just can't stop thinking about it. So I apologize if like my energy is just a little bit lower and not as fun and spunky as my normal self. I just, I don't know. It's not, I'm not in a great headspace because of this. And I just want to get, I want to fast forward to like this time tomorrow, which would have been this time yesterday by the time you're listening to this when I'm back home and the procedure's over. So send me your prayers. If you are listening to this, reach out to me on Instagram and like, tell me you're thinking about me. Tell me your was, well, honestly, don't tell me your wisdom teeth stories because if you had a bad one, I don't want to know. I love you, but I don't want to know if it was bad because it's going to freak me out. I have a lot of health anxiety. I will say I've been doing better though. When I was going into my colonoscopy, I was so deathly afraid of the procedure and like what that meant for me. I was freaking out. That was horrible. But this time having been under anesthesia for the colonoscopy, I'm feeling better. I'm not nervous about that part. I was so nervous about going under for that, for the colonoscopy because I've never been under before and I didn't know what that was like. So now having that under my belt, I'm like, okay, we're good. I'm literally just gonna like wake up and it's going to be over. Um, but I've also been meditating this time and like in my meditations, I say my body is so good at healing. My body heals so fast. Everybody's shocked by how fast my body heals because my body is so resilient and I, I'm manifesting all of the healing vibes. So send me your healing vibes because I'll only be like a day. The procedure is I have to be there at 7.15 a.m. on Thursday. So going to be an early morning, but I'm kind of happy because I'm the first one of the day. So that means like if, if things are running behind, like it's not going to delay my procedure and he's going to be like ready to go first thing in the morning. It's not going to be like hours later where he's getting tired. So that's good. That is good. Um, but yeah, enough rambling about my wisdom teeth today. I want to talk about what should your workouts look like in the gym for either toning up or weight loss. I think a lot of women get a little confused on what to actually do in the gym to reach your goals because there's so many things on TikTok, right? There's so many things online of like, you just have to do Pilates and you'll get this body. And it's some girl that has been skinning her her entire life. She started doing some sort of resistance training through Pilates for a year. And now she has some baby arms, like baby bicep muscles on her arms. And 
she's telling you that that's possible for you when she was skinny her entire life and then just put on a little bit of muscle, right? That is not like that quote unquote Pilates body that I see blow up online is not going to be attainable for majority of women. Okay. So I want to teach you what does working out need to look like for you that is attainable. It's going to get you results. It's not going to burn you out. And it's just good for like, what I'm going to talk about today is more so like get you results, get you feeling good. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to see muscle growth, AKA toning. You're going to lose weight, but you're not going to kill yourself. Like this is not bodybuilding style workouts. I no longer promote that. I no longer am about that personally. I used to work out six to seven days a week. Usually it was Monday through Saturday and I couldn't move by Sunday because I was so sore from doing bodybuilding style workouts where you're doing like chest and you're doing like buys and tries one day and then you're doing like chest and back the next day and then you're doing legs and then you're doing um, like shoulders and then you're doing a repeat of that and it's just you're hitting one muscle group like every single day super hard and doing like six to eight exercises on one muscle group. I would be so sore all of the time from that. It was crazy. So I am no longer about that life. I like to do a lot more of what you may hear as functional training where I'm doing more so workouts that are going to help me feel my best, see results, feel good in the gym, but not be overly sore, not get burnt out. It's more of like a lifestyle versus a job to go train in the gym. The way I used to work out was a literal job. And now it's more of I'm doing this to support my life. I'm not living my life to be in the gym, if that makes sense. Okay. So that's what today's going to be about. That's what we're going to talk about. So let's get started with, should you lift weights or do resistance training or should you do cardio to lose weight? I hate, and if you have said this before, I hate that you've said this. I love you as a person, but I, I'm not happy you have said this. (laughs) I hate when girls say, or women say, I'm just going to lose some weight doing cardio first, and then I'll build muscle and tone up lifting weights. Because girlfriend, that's never going to happen. You're never going to get to the point where you tone up and lift the weights if you just do cardio. Okay. And here is why. So let's backtrack and look at what weightlifting does for you. Okay because then it's going to change your perspective. So weightlifting, I'm talking about going to the gym. This is either doing like just straight up weightlifting where you're in the free weights, the machines, the barbells or the kettlebell section of the gym. This also counts for resistance training classes where you're lifting weights. Um, Technically Pilates is a form of resistance training, but we're going to talk about like the type of workout that Pilates is because you're really not going to build a ton of muscle doing Pilates. So when I talk about weightlifting, I'm talking about like machines, dumbbells, barbells, or kettlebells, whether you're using that in a class or you're going in and you're just doing 10 exercises with those, those modalities. Okay. Technically you could use like cables and bands that would be resistance training as well, but weightlifting during a session. So like when you're working out, we all, I know you're looking at your Apple watch and you're looking to see how many calories you burnt during your workout. So if you do a 60 minute workout, lifting weights, you may not notice that your caloric burn on your watch is as high 
when doing 60 minutes of weightlifting as it would be if you did 60 minutes of running or cardio, okay? Now, first thing to note, your watch is extremely inaccurate. The calories it's saying you are burning are probably off by the hundreds, okay? They're very inaccurate, so stop looking at calorie burn because your workouts are more important than how many calories you're burning anyways. I haven't looked at how many calories have been burnt in a workout in years. I don't know if I ever did, to be honest with you, because it's just, it's not accurate, okay? So, but technically, you may burn less calories during 60 minutes of weightlifting versus 60 minutes of cardio, okay? But weightlifting one helps build lean muscle mass. So if you want to tone up, you have to lift weights. The girl on Instagram that you're like, she's so toned. I want to look toned. That comes from lifting really heavy. Yes, there's girls on the internet that are like way bigger and bulkier than you want to look. But one, they may be, they might be using steroids. It's way more common than you think. It's not an absurd thought. But two, they've probably been lifting heavy, utilizing some sort of like strict caloric adherence plan or diet plan, creatine, all of that to look the way they do. And they've been doing it for at least a decade. Okay. Lifting weights helps you get that toned look. If you don't lift weights, you're not going to achieve the toned look that you want. Okay. Two, muscle tissue burns more calories at rest than fat tissue. So contributing to a higher, this contributes to a higher metabolic rate, meaning the more muscle you put on by toning up through weightlifting, the more calories your body burns just sitting versus the less muscle you have. So you're going to burn more calories just by doing nothing by having more muscle mass than if you didn't, okay? Than if you didn't have that same muscle mass, okay? So this is going to increase your metabolic rate by having more muscle. You have a lower metabolic rate or a slower metabolism if you don't have muscle. And then the afterburn effect known as EPOC or excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, this means that you are going to continue to burn more calories after, in the hours, up to 48 hours after you do a 60-minute resistance training weightlifting workout as the body works to recover and repair muscle tissue. So if you do a 60-minute workout of lifting weights, you are going to continue burning a higher amount of calories, like your metabolism is essentially going to be sped up a little bit, up to 48 hours post that workout because of the effort that it takes your metabolism to repair the muscles that you just worked out, okay? So now let's talk about what cardio does in terms of caloric, like calorie burning. The primary focus is burning calories during the workout for cardio, not after. So after you do cardio, you don't have that same like 48 hours of burning more calories after a cardio workout than you do or that you do when you lift weights. So you're going to have a higher metabolism and burn more calories even after the workout for up to two days later from weightlifting. You don't get that from cardio. Therefore, if you're trying to lose weight, it's going to be more advantageous to you to not even do cardio and to lift weights instead. That's going to give you a much bigger return on investment than just doing cardio alone. Okay. Now I do think cardio is great for cardiovascular health. We do know that, but that's about all it's great for. 
it might burn calories of the food that you ate that day, but it's not going to get into your fat mass and it's not going to help you put on muscle and it's not going to help increase your metabolic rate. So yes, it's great for cardiovascular health, but in terms of weight loss, your best bang for your buck is weightlifting over cardio. This is why a lot of runners, I say this because I used to work at a gym where we worked with triathletes and marathon runners and ultra marathon runners. There was a huge association called the Tri-Cats of Kalamazoo, triathlon of Kalamazoo group, whatever, Tri-Cats, hundreds of people in there. And all of them were always repeat customers in our weight loss programs because they would only do cardio and they rarely did weightlifting. And then the and so those, though a lot of women specifically, but men too, that were just focused on the marathon running or the running or the cardio, and they rarely came in to lift weights, but maybe once or twice every couple of weeks, they were always overweight. And they always wondered, I'm doing all of this running, like I'm training for a marathon, but I'm the same weight now as when I started training six months ago. It's because they were only doing cardio and you don't get as big of a bang of, for your buck when you're doing just cardio. Plus cardio is a lot more stressful on the body to recover from than if you're doing weightlifting. And then there was people in this group that they would weight train three to four days a week and train for their marathon. And they were the ones that like had the bang in bodies where they looked like a they looked like an athlete, right? You could tell they were very athletically built because they were doing the weightlifting with the running, not just doing the running. So I witnessed this phenomenon in hundreds of people that would come into the gym to do the workout classes that I would put on and join the weight loss challenges and the weight loss programs and then never see results because they didn't want to do the weightlifting. They only wanted to do the cardio. And it was repeat every year, the same people would come back to this, this fat loss challenge because they were in the same place. So I'm trying to really nail home that you need to do more weightlifting in either less cardio or just keep the cardio the same, but focus more on weightlifting if you really want to lose weight. Okay. Okay. I want to give a quick shout out to one of our show sponsors clear stem skincare. You've probably seen me posting a lot about this. I have been using clear stem for years. I actually have a highlight on my Instagram page back from, I think it was 2021 using all clear stem products. So I have been using them for a couple of years before they became a sponsor of me and the show. And this is like when they reached out and they were like, we want to partner with you. I was so excited because I love their products and I've been using them for years. And it was like, oh my gosh, they like, this is a dream brand to be able to partner with because I know the products. I love the products. They work. And I'm here to tell you about them. So if you are somebody that is looking for a lower toxin skincare line, clear stem falls into that category. They are low slash non-toxic for their skincare, and they have a little bit of body care as well in their line. So you don't have to worry about the ingredients in it. And we, that's one thing that I've always been like, I've really tried to not put hormone disrupting ingredients on my body anymore because the research is quite scary. I'm not going to get into all the research, but it's quite scary about 
what a lot of our beauty products have in them that and how they impact our hormones, our fertility, and even put us in certain cancer risks. So I was like, ah, I want some non-toxic skincare that is actually going to work that I don't have to worry about. So I started using ClearSim a couple of years ago. The other really cool thing, and this is where non-toxic skincare gets tricky because a lot of other non-toxic skincare brands, they will use certain ingredients that aren't toxic, but they are pore cloggers. And I have very large pores. I have oily skin and I'm very acne prone. So it was really like, honestly, it was like pulling teeth to find a non-toxic skincare brand that didn't have this laundry list of ingredients that clogged your pores. And before I even started using ClearStem, they actually have a resource on their website where you can actually copy and paste ingredients from other products you use into their site. And it will tell you which ingredients in there are known to clog your pores, which then causes more breakouts and more oily skin and larger pores and more visible pores. So I had been using that research well before I even started using ClearStem, but that's something that you could definitely go check out your products on that part of their website. And then on top of that, their whole mission is anti-acne and anti-aging. So it's clean ingredients. They actually work, but they also fight acne and wrinkles and help with collagen production. They use stem cells. Um, they use different oils that are really helpful for nourishing your skin. Something I struggled with for a long time was using way too many active ingredients and not enough just helping my skin barrier to, you know, strengthen the skin barrier and just be healthier. Um, and I think I was causing a lot of my own breakouts because I was just breaking down my skin barrier and causing more irritation from trying to kill things off or dry things out so that it would get better. Once I started using their serums and I love their HydroGlow stem cell moisturizer, my skin just has a glowy sense to it. I've actually gotten several DMs lately about how glowy my skin has been looking and I'm like, oh my God, thank you. The best compliment ever. And it's just, it's my favorite skincare brand ever. And if you want to try it, you can use code Leslie and it gets you 15% off. So I will link them in the show notes for you to check out their website and see if there's any products that you want to try. You can always message me to see which products I highly recommend. If you're going to try anything at all on their website, let it be the HydroGlow Stem Cell Moisturizer. It's my favorite product on their entire site, but I also love pretty much everything on there. So I hope that you love it and I hope that you try it out. The other thing to know about cardio is that you're going to adapt to cardio much faster than you adapt to lifting weights. This is why you have so many people, like the average human can train for a marathon and go run a half marathon to a marathon. It's in my opinion, much easier to train and do that than it is to go be a power lifter and compete at a high level. Like a, a marathon is a pretty high standard cardiovascular event. Yes, there's races that are bigger than that, but a marathon is pretty, pretty impressive, right? But like you and me, we could go train for, I'm not saying we could go do it today. You would have to train for it, but we could train and we could do it and your body would adapt to the training decently, right? Not a lot of people can go power lift because your body adapts to cardio more efficiently than it does to lifting absurd amounts of weight and building strength and building that muscle. For example, if you do... Let's say you do cardio on the stair stepper for 10 minutes and the machine says you burn 100 calories. Let's just for shits and gigs say that this 
100 calories for 10 minutes is accurate, okay? You do this for like three days a week for three weeks. By week three, you your body has adapted and overcome to where you might only be burning like 70 calories for that same intensity in the 10-minute workout that you did on the Stairmaster. And the more you continue to repeat that, that cardio session, you're going to burn less calories because your body got better at doing it. Now, the same thing does go for weightlifting, but to give you an example, I've been lifting since I was in high school and there, I still haven't been able to go above certain weights on when I'm lifting weights, even though I've been doing it for a decade, I still, I'm like, holy crap, this is so hard. Why can't I get past this? Like I'm still out of breath versus if I continued to do 10 minutes of Stairmaster three times a week, that would probably get really freaking easy for me within a year versus trying to push past a high amount of weight that I'm lifting. Does this make sense? I don't know if this is making sense. My point is if you're trying to lose weight or tone up, you're going to adapt to cardio. So whenever I do a weight, I write a weight loss program for somebody, I never start them with cardio because they're going to get more caloric burn by doing weightlifting and resistance training that we can utilize just that and not even doing any cardio. Cause let's face it, most people don't want to do cardio anyways. And then we can bring in cardio towards the end of the diet to get a little bit of extra burn during those workouts, but without having to start in the beginning, cause you're going to adapt to it. And then you're just going to be doing minutes for half of the caloric burn later on, if that makes sense. And I'm talking about this in terms of weight loss and toning up, not necessarily just like overall health. Cause I do think that doing a decent amount of, um, or even like a minimal amount of cardio is great for your heart and your lungs. I think that is important to maintain or else you're going to be winded playing with your kids one day, but I'm talking about specifically strategies to lose weight. Okay. All right. So let's discuss weightlifting a little bit more. All right. Now, this is the the debate that I hear all of the time. Aside from the cardio versus weightlifting debate, I always hear, okay, I'm going to do weightlifting. Should I do less weight and more reps or should I do more weight and less reps? Now, before we go into this, I do want to give a little lesson here. If you are new to weightlifting, a rep would be a repetition. So that is how many, like if you're doing a bicep curl, I think we all know what a bicep curl is then if you're doing 10 reps or 10 repetitions, that means you're doing 10 individual bicep curls. When I say sets, like how many sets are you doing? If you're doing three sets of 10 reps, that would be you do your 10 bicep curls, take a break, and then you repeat those 10 two more times. So essentially it's 30 total repetitions, but with a break in between 10, break, 10, break, 10, and then you're done. Okay. So for women that are just trying to like tone up, you're just trying to feel better. You're not trying to compete or be a bodybuilder or do anything crazy. Should you do less weight and more reps or more weight and less reps? I personally say it should be a combination. Okay. This kind of goes back to like that Pilates girly, that I, that image, that like Pilates body that everyone wants to have. If you want the Pilates body where you're just super skinny, one, you're going to have to lose 
enough adipose tissue to be skinny. And then two, I would just do lightweight and a lot of reps. If that's all you want to look like is the Pilates body. If you want to actually look toned, you want to be strong enough to play with your kids and like carry them up the stairs when they're sleepy and they fall asleep on the couch. You want to have some like delicious curves, you know, but feel really good. That hourglass figure. You want to have a juicy dump truck of a booty. Then you need to do a combination and not just really low weight with high reps. Okay. The girls you follow on Insta that have the dream bodies that look really, really good and they're super toned and you want to look like them, they're doing more weight and less reps for a majority of their exercises. The girls that are very fit and they look super, super like toned up, they're doing more than just doing like 10 pound dumbbells for 15 to 20 reps for two to three sets. They're lifting more like three to four sets and they're doing like 40 pound dumbbells for eight to 10 reps. Okay. So if you want to truly tone up and look nice and toned and look like that Instagram girl that you follow that fitness account, then you're going to need to lift heavier than you think. And you're going to need to do moderate reps, not like 20 reps. If you can do 20 reps of an exercise with the weight that you're using, it's probably way too light. And I guarantee you, a lot of you are a lot stronger than you actually believe that you are. I have one of my best friends. Um, we've been going to the gym together and we've been like tweaking her form. And I'm like, girl, you can lift so much more than you think you can. And she did. She went and she got like 10, 15 pound heavier dumbbell than what she was originally doing. And she lifted it perfectly. So a lot of times women don't think they can lift as heavy as they can, but I just urge you to try. Okay. And how should you know if you should increase the weight? This is something that's called progressive overload. If you want to continue to tone up and lose that weight, you can't just stay this, stay in the same with the same dumbbells forever. So if you start doing bicep curls with the the five pound dumbbells. I want you to eventually work up to the 15s. Okay. With good form. If you feel like your form is slacking, then you should stay with the weight you're on until you can successfully do around 10 reps with good form. And then you can go up to the 7.5s and then you can go to the 10s and then the 12.5s and then you can go to the 15s. Okay. So I always tell clients, if you, if I gave you, you, you're supposed to do three sets of 10 reps, then I want you to do all 10 reps in the last two reps. So rep nine and rep 10. If you feel like it was pretty easy to do those, you should go up and wait. If you feel like it was really difficult, but you were able to achieve it, that's a good weight and you should sit there. If you feel like I gave you 10 reps and you can't, you can only get to eight, then you should go down and wait a little bit. Okay. So this is all subject to chain change person to person. Progressive overload can be kind of like a, that's a whole nother podcast episode in and of itself of like how to change um, an overload because you can do tempo, you could change the amount of sets you're doing, you could change the amount of reps you're doing. There's so many ways to do progressive overload, but essentially it's just increasing the weight um, as you go to continue to stimulate your muscles. Cause if you just do that five pound dumbbell forever for like 
several months, two, three months, and you're still doing the five pound, you're not going to build much muscle. You're going to stay the same. So you have to eventually lift heavier in order to continue toning up and building that lean muscle to get that tone body that you really want to look, look like and what you really want to have. Okay. So overall, how many reps should you do? How many sets should you do? With good form, I would try to, you know, lift a moderate to heavy amount of weight that you can do with good form. And I would stick to a rep range of around six to 12. 12 is is a high amount of reps. I don't think that you're going to see a a lot of progress in building a ton of muscle when every exercise you're doing is above 12 reps. You're just going to exhaust yourself before you actually tap into those building, that building muscle zone. Um, and six reps is on the lower end where below six reps, you're getting closer to that, like one rep max range where you're, you're working on strength, but not necessarily hypertrophy, which is like building muscle mass. So I think a range of six to 12 reps is a really good place for the average gal to be. Now you can play with this when you're like a bodybuilder or a power lifter, or you have like, you know, a show coming up where you're going to be in a bikini, but I don't think any of you listening are doing that. I don't do that myself, so I don't know why you would be listening to me if that was your goal. I'm guessing that if you're listening to this, you're either a new mom planning to have kids in the next three years, just got off birth control and want to regulate your hormones, or you just want to feel good in your skin, but you don't care to have abs anymore. Did I nail it on the head or not? Because I'm guessing that you fall into one of those categories, okay? So 6 to 12 reps is really good, a good place to be. And I would say do three to four sets of that. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing two sets, but I usually save my two-set exercises for when I'm really close to my period, but I still want to move my body. I'll go into the gym and I'll do like five to six exercises for two sets and do 6 to 12 reps depending on like how I'm feeling that day. So I would say three to four sets, six to 12 reps, pick your poison of where in there that feels good for that day and go for it. And that's all you need to do. You're going to see results. You're going to build muscle to give you that lean body. You're going to lose weight doing this. You're going to increase your metabolism. You're not going to burn yourself out. You're going to feel good. You're going to want to go back and it's going to give you more than enough results for what you want. Okay. All right. So how do you build your own workout? Like what exercises should you do when you go to the gym? Okay. You want to start with what's called compound movements. Compound movements or compound exercises involve the movement of multiple joints and engage multiple muscle groups at the same time. Okay. These exercises are highly efficient because they work on multiple areas of the body in one movement. So essentially this is a movement or an exercise that works multiple areas of your body in that one exercise. So I'm going to give you a few examples, a squat, doesn't matter if it's a barbell squat, a body weight squat, a kettlebell squat, doesn't matter. When you're doing a squat, you're working your quads, the front of your legs, your thighs, your hamstrings, the back of your leg, your glutes, your butt, your lower back, and your core, so your abs. You're working all of those when you do a squat. When you do a deadlift, this is another compound movement, you're going to work your hamstrings, your glutes, 
your lower back, your upper back, and your forearms and your grip. Okay. When you do a bench press, this is going to work your chest, your shoulders, and your triceps. Your triceps are the back of your arms. When you do a shoulder press, this works your shoulders, your triceps, and your upper back. When you do a barbell row, this works your upper back, your mid back, and your biceps. It's working your entire back, but you can separate it into the different type areas of your back. So these are all examples of compound movements. This is not an exhaustive list. This is just the first five that came to mind where you should start your workout with a couple compound movements. I don't care if they are with a band, with a cable, with a dumbbell, a kettlebell, or a barbell. I don't care what modality you use to add weight to the exercise, but just do a couple of these form or type of workout exercises that are compound movements that work multiple muscle groups at once. Okay. These are going to give you the most bang for your buck. These are also going to help you build the most strength overall. These are also going to be the most functional movements. Okay. So when we think functional movements, all that means is doing exercises that you do in your real life. You may be like, I don't do squats in real life. You sit down, don't you? And then you get up from a seated position. That's a squat. You you probably do squat. Squats are probably the most functional movement you can do because you sit down and stand up all day long. So a squat is a very functional movement. A deadlift. How often do you t- you t- bend down to pick stuff up? Pick stuff up off the floor. You bend down to put your shoes on. You bend down when you drop your keys. You bend down to pick up the grocery bags when you're unloading them. Deadlift is a very functional movement. When you're, uh, you have a new baby, you're picking up your bit, you're leaning over and picking up your baby and putting your baby down all day long. Deadlifts are a very functional movement. Okay. Barbell row, similar to a, to a deadlift. You're leaning over, maybe not picking stuff up off the ground, but you're leaning over, picking your baby up off the couch. You're putting your car seat in the car. These are all types of functional movements that relate to things in everyday life, okay? Then we have other exercises that I like to end a workout with that are called isolation exercises. Now, this is where like the bodybuilding world really loves isolation exercises to isolate specific muscle groups and grow them immensely versus like overall functional training to be able to translate your strength and your energy and not hurt yourself when you're doing day-to-day activities within your life. Those are going to be a lot of your compound movements, but they're also going to give you strength and build muscle in a lot of different areas at once versus isolation exercises are going to specifically work one muscle at a time. So examples of this would be things like a bicep curl. So a bicep curl just works your biceps. Tricep extensions. This, a tricep extension just works your triceps, the back of your arms. A leg extension where you're on the machine and you sit there and you kick the weight upward. It's just working your quads, which is the front of your leg. Or a leg curl where you're sitting on the machine, but you're pulling the leg thing down instead of pushing it up. It's just working the back of your legs, your hamstrings. It's not working your quads, your glutes, and your core, and your lower back. It's just working that one muscle in isolation. So when I build a workout for myself specifically, I like to use, and this also goes for my clients, 
I like to make the first two to four movements compound movements that work multiple muscle groups. Um, and I usually make my personal workouts about six movements total. So like six exercises total. And I find that to be just enough for me. I used to have, do workouts. I actually recently found my workout programming that I used to do for myself and my athletes when I worked in Kalamazoo back in like 2019. And I would do like eight to 10 movements in one workout. And when I, I was like, I found them recently and thought, oh, I'm going to do these just because like fun nostalgia, right? It took me like two hours to get through that. I was like, this is so unnecessary. I don't have time for this. So I find that six exercises gives me a good like 40 to 60 minute workout, depending on if it's upper body or lower body. And that's good. I also am a big fan of doing full body movements. Lately, my workout split has been, I work out Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, and I do full body all three days. And then I do yoga on Saturdays. My body has been loving that. I've been feeling so good. I get nice and sore, but a good amount of sore. I've been noticing changes and, but I'm not overly sore where I can't like function for days after a workout. So that's been a nice split for me, but getting back to what I was talking about. So I like to do around six exercises total. You can do more, you can do less. And then I will do the first two to four workouts will be compound movements such as like a dumbbell deadlift. This is what I did the other day. A dumbbell deadlift plus a shoulder press. Both of those are compound movements. Then I superset those. So I did them back to back. Then my next superset, I did walking lunges and med ball oblique slam. So that's where you take a med ball over your head and you slam it to the right, your right side, and then you pick it up and you slam it to your left side. This is another example of a more cardiovascular style strength exercise. So it's strength training, but it's also got my heart rate up a lot. Um, but it's a, this is also an example of a compound movement because I'm squatting down to pick the ball up. So I'm using all the muscles of a squat, but then I'm also picking it up over my head, which is going to work my shoulders. And then I'm slamming it down, which is going to work my core. So that movement is working a lot of different muscles. Um, so that I did right there, I did four compound movements in my first four exercises, deadlift, shoulder press, lunges, med ball slams. And then I finished the workout out with tricep extensions, which is an isolation exercise for my triceps. And I did dead bugs, which is an isolation exercise for my core. Okay. And that's all I did. And it was perfect. I left the gym feeling so good. I worked out. It took me about 45 minutes. I got it in. I felt great when I left and I'm, my glutes are honestly, my glutes are still sore from doing the walking lunges. So that's an example of how to build a workout. All right. I'm not a fan of doing the bodybuilding style workouts where you do like Monday is chest and tries, and then Tuesday is back and biceps. And then Wednesday is legs. And then Thursday is chest and tries and shoulders. And I don't like doing that anymore. I usually do either full body or what I call full upper body, where I'm going to do like a shoulder, a back, a tricep, and a chest exercise all in one workout or full lower where I'm working like all areas of my legs and my glutes or a full body. I don't like doing just buys and tries or just chest and back anymore. I, I just don't like it. I feel like when I did that, I was so sore because you're doing like six exercises that target one muscle group 
and you're repeating that all the time. So I felt like I was always so sore. Granted, when I did work out like that, I looked the closest to a bodybuilder I have ever looked in my life because that's how they train. But I was always so sore. I could never move. And that's when I felt like it was a job because I had to meet these requirements versus just moving my body, doing what I liked to do in the gym and just having more fun. And so now I just do more of full body type of workouts. Okay. Now, when it comes to how often you should be in the gym, I would start with getting to the gym two to three days a week. Remember, if you haven't listened to season two, episode one of my podcast, I would strongly recommend you go back and do that about how to set sustainable weight loss goals to actually follow through with them. Because if you go way too hard, way too fast, you're going to burn out and you're going to fall off track and you're just not going to end up going to the gym. So I would suggest, and if you don't go to the gym at all, I would suggest doing one to two days a week as your first goal. And then once you build consistency and you, you're every single week, you're getting there two days, which was your upper limit, then bump it to two to three days. And once you get consistent with that and you're doing three days every week, then go three to four. I love a four-day split. I don't think it's necessary for overall health if you're not a bodybuilder to go to lift weights more than four days a week. I think four days a week is plenty to get you results and then to also give you adequate rest so that your body can rest and recover because rest and recovery is just as important, if not more important, than the actual workout you're doing for you to see results. If you're going to the gym seven days a week, you're either going to be so like sore and burnout out that you're not able to give full effort to the workouts you're doing. So they're all going to be kind of half-assed or you're going to plateau really quickly, burn yourself out because you're so sore that you can't keep up with it. Or you're going to end up with like hormonal issues depending on where you're at in life because you're pushing yourself so hard without giving yourself a break to recover from. Okay. Your, our bodies are resilient, but I also don't think we need to crush ourselves into the ground in order to see results. It's just not necessary if you're not trying to be a bodybuilder or like a pro weightlifter, okay? Now, if any of this sounds like it's just way too over your head, you don't want to have to deal with this, you would rather someone just write your workout program for you, join my playbook app. It's my workout app that I've created for women like you that you want to go to the gym a couple times a week, but you also want to keep your hormones healthy and in a good place. You don't develop hormonal imbalances or high cortisol. You want to feel good. You don't want to feel like crap, but you want to have workouts to do that you can kind of pick and choose from of what sounds good that day and not be forced to do the same thing every single day for like six months. Join my workout app. It's $14.99 a month. You get a free trial and you can cancel at any time. So I'll link it in the show notes for you so that you can join. I also am in the process of creating a new membership that I might merge with the workout program. And it's going to be a fertility-based membership. So this is for you if, one, you are pregnant, you are postpartum, or you want to get off birth control to work on increasing your chances of fertility to have kids between now, like you're already trying, all the way to you want to have them in the next like three to four years. This membership is going to be for you. I'm going to create because I am now pre-postnatal certified. So I'm in the process of creating um, workout plans that are specific to um, build muscle now that you're going to need 
or that's going to help you have less pain and be able to not have so many pains and aches when you are a new mom. For example, I don't really do a lot of bicep curls in general. I never really have as an athlete because that's more of a bodybuilder thing versus like an athletic thing to have huge biceps. But as a new mom, you're doing bicep curls all day long with your baby. You're holding your baby in a bicep curl all day long. So doing bicep curls can actually be really helpful for you to start doing now. If you want to have a kid either now through the next four years, build up your bicep strength. It's going to help you so much when you are a new mom. Things like deadlifts and rows, working your back is going to be so helpful for when you get pregnant or when you are a new mom. When you're pregnant, you're going to have so much extra weight in your front that's pulling you forward. So having a stronger back and glutes and legs is going to help you to keep your center of gravity. Well, your center of gravity is going to move, but it's going to help you to stand upright so that you don't have so much back pain. Okay, so this these new programs that I'm going to put in the mentor, the membership are going to be targeted to like if you're trying to work on your fertility, you are pregnant or there's going to be um, pregnancy safe programming uh, for each trimester and then postpartum programming for um, every month that you are postpartum and what you can and should not do. Um, and then also just building muscle to help you with the new demands of being pregnant and being a new mom. So there's going to be workout programming for that in this membership um, that you can pick and choose from what you want to do. There's going to be a community chat. So you, you guys can ask me questions about what content you're wanting to know. And then there's going to be content dripped in every single week. And I'm the content I'm talking about is these are going to be videos that are like three to seven minutes so that it's micro learning. You're going to be able to like listen to it in between, do, like while you're folding your laundry, get the information you know and go about your day. It's not going to be like some long webinar that you have to sit, find time to watch an hour long video. It's going to be very short, but to the point videos about things like I talked about in a post recently this week, I posted if your prenatal has folic acid versus the, which is the synthetic version of folate, you shouldn't be taking it because up to 60% of women have a gene mutation called MTHFR gene that prevents you from actually utilizing the folic acid you're taking. And you need your uh, B, your prenatal vitamin to have methylfolate, which is the, act the real version of folate, not the synthetic version that you can actually utilize even if you have this gene mutation. But nobody tells you that. Your doctor isn't telling you that. Your doctor's giving you folic acid. They don't tell you about this gene mutation. So I'm going to post videos like that and like what prenatal I would suggest that has the actual version of methylfolate that you need versus folic acid. I'm going to talk about what should your diet look like? Like how are, what should your nutrition look like throughout pregnancy? Um, or to help you get pregnant. If you're struggling to get pregnant, I'm going to post videos about lifestyle, about um, nutrition and training and different habits that you should be doing. Potentially, if you should get labs or not, signs and symptoms that things you need to look into things further. So this membership is only going to be, I don't know the price yet. It's going to be less than $30 a month. Um, and there will probably be a deal. Like if you sign up for three months, you get it for half the price or something like that. Um, but pay attention for that. That's going to be coming out. I'm guessing probably by the end of February, I'm hoping to have that up and running. So pay attention to, for that. If that is like a camp that you fall into, I'm very excited about it as you can tell, because I keep talking about it. Um, 
But yeah, if you want help right now with workouts, join my my workout app. It's $14.99. It's linked in um, the show notes and it's linked in my Instagram and TikTok bios. Okay. Thanks for listening. Let me know. Feel free to message me if I just confused you and you need a little bit more advice on like how to break down your workouts. Feel free to message me on Instagram. I love you so much and we'll talk more next week.